0: So we are back, the Neo Standard Podcast. I'm your co-host, Kelvin Penn. We've got Belori Howard. How you doing, sir? I'm well. All right. Glad to be back. We've got someone new today with us also. Um, not just today, but a third co-host, Nathaniel Veal. Yo, yo, how's it going? How's it going? How you guys doing today? A.K.A. Nathan, A.K.A. Nate. I've never AKA called AKA Simply, Simply Nate. Yeah, A.K.A. Simply Nate. <laughs> How you guys doing? Doing pretty Doing good. good. Amazing. Yeah. It's been a minute, actually. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for all you guys don't know, um, podcasting. There's a lot of parts that go into it, so it gets a little hard sometimes. <laughs> um, and just kind of like getting stuff together, just in general, and just being consistent. Um, but I am glad this is the first time I feel I, this is the first recording since the new year that we started. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think so.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we've been on a hiatus. You know. All kinds of things have been going on.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we don't stop. Life. Yeah. <laughs> Life happens. But the cryptocurrency doesn't stop really like Crypto that.
1: Crypto don't sleep. No. <laughs> it does don't sleep. That's the only thing it doesn't sleep. It's like a vampire. I'm going to get a shirt. Vampire coin.
0: Vampire. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lichen coin. It was so. a lichen coin.
1: a whole new trend there. That's pretty hard, actually. Yeah.
0: Well, what, what's what's been going on? I mean, as far as like... Just general news and whatnot today. Like, what have you guys been hearing?
1: Um, America sucks. How about <laughs> that? <laughs> Our government got problems, man. We can't get... figure out anything. Uh, I think a lot of been a lot of what's been going on is just uh, lawsuits. Um, Congress trying to stifle innovation. Mm-hmm. Um, and trying to pass laws that will make it difficult for companies to innovate in America, you know, Mm -hmm. and move forward in cryptocurrency and decentralized finance. But fortunately, level heads prevailed, and um, recently Congress just passed a bill that's going to make sure that they don't have um, unchecked ability to control decentralized finance in the cryptocurrency space. So that's good news. So that's one of the things that's been going on recently.
0: So we're doing... Can't say we're doing like amazing, but things are kind of looking up, it looks like, right? Me personally, I've been seeing a lot of things,
2: whether that's the stock market or uh, crypto, both kind of taking like a small decline. But I mean, like, I guess it is good for people, like I guess the ones that understand how to capitalize off of that, because who wouldn't want to buy it at a cheaper price, knowing the true potential of something? when other people were probably seeing the potential behind it, but, like, just trying to get in because of, okay, let me not miss my slot, more so not knowing, like, oh, like, what's a good price or, like, when's the last time it dropped? Uh, How's the company performing outside of the stock to even know if it's going to drop? Or, like, what's the news outside of that? Not even just the company, but, like, uh, coins, too, for sure. So that's something I've been seeing. And another thing, too, has been the NFTs taking the next step which is, like, certain people like Gary Vee. I was talking to Belori about this a while back, but uh, how he wants to open up the restaurant, but, like, you can only get in access if you own an NFT, so it's, like, that's pretty interesting. A lot of a lot of companies I'm seeing are in the talks of, like, trying to get membership and access for customers uh, through NFTs, which is, like, pretty crazy because, like, I was thinking of ideas like that, like, it can't be an art thing. Like, you can't just be... Putting millions into art just because you like the art, like, like I mean, you can like, I mean, you but, like, but, but. long term wise, it's like that's just a game of playing which one, like hot potato, like which one's the hot one, like I want to get the hot one, yeah, and then when it gets even hotter,
0: speculation, you know, like it's just it's price off of speculation, price off of just because people say that it's worth this amount, but we're talking about, I mean. There's a lot of stuff out there right now that you got like that we've talked about quite a bit, um, just kind of one on one with each other. But you know, tokens actually have utility. Things that are actually in motion, tokens that actually do something other than just say like, "Hey, you want this because someone else said so." It's providing some type of value. Um, one of my favorite ones, one of Lori's favorite ones, <laughs> XRP, right? Um, the coin itself, I wouldn't say necessarily in trouble. There's a, the company Ripple. Uh, if you kind of want to like go into them a little bit, um, like what they're doing.
1: Yeah, so it's a, obviously it's a it's a company based in the United States, which mm-hmm. is always good for U.S. innovation. And um, <clears throat> what they do is they they sell a uh, basically a technology that enables um, institutions, banks. To make payments, the mm-hmm. payment process uh, seamless and easy. So, um, just to give you an example, mm-hmm. so let's say I I ran a Fortune five Fortune five hundred five hundred dollar <laughs> Fortune five hundred <laughs> <Fortune laughs> well, company. I don't know if they make in, magazines it, for five hundred. <laughs> <but. yeah, laughs> in, in the U.S. and and, and I want to buy a product in Singapore, you know, and that product costs, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars or millions of dollars and I want to transact with them, you know. And when you do that, you have to have pre-funded accounts. So whenever I'm sending money, I have to have an account that has equal amount of that money in my account and they have to have equal amount of that money in their account, right? So that takes up a lot of capital for companies, you know. So once I send my End of the money. Let's just say it's 500 million dollars. You know, it takes a certain amount of time for that money to cross the border and go to another country. And has to you're settle. Yes. Yeah, and then you know, there's a process involved that takes time. You know, they're using an equated system to do that. So the, what this, what Ripple does is they have a uh, product called RippleNet or X Current that enables payments to settle. Um, within seconds, we're talking hundreds of thousands, dollars, mm-hmm. millions of dollars, you know, and currently they're operating globally. So as <clears throat> as they're being sued by the SEC for um, the SEC thinks that they have an unregistered security, they're still operating globally. And the fact that they're operating globally, um, sending and receiving value should tell people a lot that that company has a lot of utility and they use XRP as the, as the bridge currency. So I think going forward into the future, I mean, the, the value is definitely going to go up in terms of like the cryptocurrency itself and the company's uh, status, you know, once, once they go pri- uh, public. So um, great company, great technology, um, and it's going to change the whole payment system. As as we know it at this point in time, and it's it, you know and there are other, a lot of other ramifications that come with changing the payment system, you know, and it I think it brings the world closer together than we may think, and well, with all the turmoil that's going going on with countries, you know, kind of positioning themselves for power e- economically, it'll actually I think bring us together to a certain degree. So. <laughs>
0: You mean like a Kumbaya moment or like
1: a... <laughs> uh, I think it'll it will make it easier for for the globe to transact mm-hmm. in a, in a trustless manner because in the past, if we're using the payment system, that payment system, the old antiquated payment systems, the Swift payment system, that payment system, and I, we've talked about this a little bit in the past, that payment system is the same system that you can be locked out of by a government or a country based on your, you know, your political views. Is,
0: is, the same, is that the same system? Because you talked about in one, uh, one episode's, like, Nostro Vostro accounts, so, like, money that just gets lost, right?
1: Not, not necessarily. It's the SWIFT payment system. So, yeah, in, in this, within the SWIFT payment mm-hmm. system, there's a, you know, there are procedures that take place for money to go from, let's say, one uh, country to another, Right. And yes, those are the nostro vostro, you know, like your account, my account. So and they're using you're using an old antiquated system. This same system is the same system they used to sanction countries and lock them out of the, the financial markets of the global financial markets. Right. So the the RippleNet, the software that Ripple, you know, sells globally is going to change that system and enable everyone to interact in a more seamless manner and it's a trustless system because it's on blockchain. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. since it's blockchain, everyone will see the transactions. Of course, every country will have what they call walled garden. So like, you know, US has theirs, China has theirs, Russia has theirs. We can still interoperate together, Mm -hmm. but we can't see everything, but we can see the transactions. There's certain things you will and won't be able to see just depending on what you want. Okay. Someone else to see, so it's ah, still sense. a safe
0: system. Yeah,
1: but it's interoperable. You know, and everyone can plug into it, so to speak, and it'll speak the same language.
0: So, you brought up. I mean, this this is this is sort of related because we're talking about safety now, um, and going between countries and whatnot. Um, slightly related because I know that you had a story about NFT that were taken and the thing that i have known well I, I explain just tell a story i basically
2: yeah. was on instagram i had seen on a page that posts about nfts and anything that's crypto related they were saying that a hacker had took 2.2 million uh of nfts board eight yacht clubs and a uh, mutinate. Yacht cl- clubs. Oh my gosh! I'm trying to say that fast. <laughs> yeah. Tongue twister. But uh. Board eight club. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, two point two million have been stolen, and I guess that's around fifteen of of the two collections total that of NFTs that NFTs that were stolen. So uh, when I seen that, I was just kind of like, hmm. Like I've been seeing like, it's like. Well, technically, it's not hackable. Or I mean, it is hackable because a person got hacked. But I mean, like I've. First, I was kind of like, had thoughts like, okay, it can't be because like,
0: mm-hmm.
2: I don't know, just like the way it's set up, like it's not like a bank account or whatever, but I guess somebody found a way to be able to hack the person. so, um, where were you necessarily going with that besides well, like
0: the fact that? Just, just the fact, I mean, because that's that all system blockchain and it's just kind of like setting up for a question, which is like, is it, is it safer? And, like, why do we feel like that? I mean, because I still feel like, despite the news and despite stuff that I'm seeing, because I see stuff, I feel like that happens almost, I want to say every day, but weekly I, I hear something new about someone breaking into somebody's um, wallet, stealing NFTs. When it comes to, and we're talking about what Ripple does. We're talking about cross-border payments. We're talking about Nostra Vostra accounts. Like, why, why do we... What's a reason that you think that it's still safer regardless of the news that's kind of going on? Like to answer your
2: question, but like with another question, <laughs> <laughs> is it tangible, I guess? Like, is it like when you buy it, even though like, yeah, you still have all that stuff in your wallet, technically, digitally, mm-hmm. like say everything were to crash. Like we, I'm pretty sure we touched on this before on another episode, but like, you were to buy Board Ape Yacht Club and ends up being worth two million. Let's just say, for example, somebody steals it, or say somebody doesn't even steal it, but like the whole system of Ethereum, just something happened to it and everything crashed. So everybody that has the NFTs built off of Ethereum, um, the the coin, something just happens like, poss not possibly, but um hypothetically, like for an example, like let's just say. Oh me and you and him and even Davon got a NFT or a couple of them. Davon's everybody on the world, everybody in the world, is going crazy. Certain people are making millions, hundreds of thousands, maybe a couple hundred dollars. Life's good, and then boom, Ethereum. Not the value of Ethereum just drops, but something with the whole network and system just crashed within the whole company, and like the the uh, utility behind it, it just doesn't hold up the same way it was in the start with, like, people just dumping money and money and money into it and jumping in for it because, hey, he made a million, I'm going to make me a million. I'm all in, whatever. So, like, where does that put us now as to, like, is it safe? Because, like, like we said, person got the 2.2 stolen from him in NFTs, and then other people's wallets are being hacked. So, like, is it really, like, solidified, although others have been successful in it for maybe years or even, like, months now, mm-hmm, as mm-hmm. to, like, like, on the network? Like, even though people are being hacked, like you're saying, like what are your thoughts? Like I guess all of our thoughts like as a whole, do you think the NFTs, not even just NFTs, but just like crypto space, like with on the blockchain, is it really worth uh, putting your money into and wanting to hold over long term and knowing that somebody can really intercept or just, you know, just swoop is all it, your money and it's gone like that? Well, digitally. Is it riskier? Of
1: course it's risky, just like anything is risky, but you have to understand that crypto crypto cryptography is about security so the system is built with security in mind that's why if you have a cryptographic key Mm -hmm. for your specific address right so um exchanges can get hacked yes that's why most people that are involved in cryptocurrency will tell you if you own whether it's an nft a domain name or cryptocurrency you put it on a ledger device or device that is going to secure it so it's not an exchange now if you're trading it or you're swapping it for another one or you're buying and selling then that's when you put your your in the wallet that's when you plug it into your computer you have a vpn there's also another tool that you can get to secures your your laptop now only you can access it let's say if somebody were to steal it so there's a there's there are security measures in place to protect your assets because if you purchase the an NFT and now you're sending it to another address now whether or not that uh the his wallet was hacked we don't know now if his wallet was hacked the only way it could have been hacked is if he gave us someone his keys this is right it, or right. someone had access to his keys so sometimes people can get access access to keys because they'll let's say maybe they'll steal your information right then they'll send you a text message or email saying hey this is the exchange Somehow or other your your uh, account was hacked they stole they could tell you whatever they stole all your 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 uh, cryptocurrency we need your keys so we can recover it right. so do you send your keys to them
2: I mean personally I'm not going oh, to. Oh, exactly
1: <laughs> no this that's why they say never give it's out your keys to anybody, to whether anybody. Whether it's that's the, whether the first rule the only time you 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 use your keys is when you're inputting them in your in pers- own personal device to access your your assets right mm-hmm. so there's security measures in place and, and again crypto the term crypto is based on a secret message and that secret right. message is the security protocol so it could happen yeah, it could happen and it does happen but at the same time you have to be smart and if you have if you're investing in, a, in an asset that's worth two million dollars. And you get hacked. Hey, I mean that's that's the risk. I mean you could you could take two million dollars out of the bank and be driving it somewhere else, and you can get robbed. Same thing can happen, you know. And
0: and, and I'll I'll admit because because um, I'm, I'm hearing the story. I heard that I heard that story. There's a lot of there's a lot of that information that goes out. I feel like again once again it's more about there when you see all these stories come up. It like really makes you question it yourself. Right. And I'll admit that I use, I did ask that question kind of like to set it up. Set up this whole conversation, right? Because it is. It's like um, if, if, you, if you keep to your own principles, things like this kind of won't, usually won't happen. But, you know, people get messy from time to time. People get greedy. Um, and then the other thing that you want to look at, too, is, like, if governments are using what Ripple's technology is talking about, right, already, governments don't just hop into things like that. Like at from at least from what I've seen, they've always been late to adopt technology. So the fact that now that they're an early adopter of Ripple, it uh, for me it kind of like shows that like okay, they really do believe in this stuff.
1: Yeah, they're not dumb. I mean, there yeah. there's a lot of dumb people in government. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> but <laughs> most of the time we gotta get is...
0: this. We gotta get this episode on YouTube. They're <laughs> <laughs> gonna, we're gonna most sh- shut the, it down, bro.
1: <laughs> most of the time, what they do. Is they, like, just like government, their job isn't to create anything. It's right. It's to, like, manage. Right. They're, they're managers. Yeah. They're like a bad quarterback. You know what I mean? Like, they're a game manager, basically, and a lot of times they don't do very well. Or when a good you, when quarterback. You give them, when you give them all the plays, they don't do well. The government's not good at that. <laughs> so, the private sector is the one that creates the technology, right? Right. So, they, they say, hey, okay, we need to do this, this, this. So, they let this truck private sector flourish oh for sure. People build businesses, for come sure. up with technology and ideas and they fund them to do those things and then they go, oh, and then they implement it over time. Then a lot of times, in my opinion, they will throw up, you know, smoke screens to say, oh we're not wrong, we're not interested in that. But at the same time they've already, they already have it oh, working for in sure. the background. The systems are in place working in the background. They've already set it up. Now all they're doing is letting it play out in real time for all the people to see so people can go like, well, we don't like it, and at the same time, they're trying to get feedback, how it operates, what's the function, is it making money, how much money is it making us in the meantime as we're building this thing, can we allow it to continue to go forth while we're still making money before we bring in the regulations? You know, So more often than not, they've already figured out all that stuff. When we hear about it is when they're trying to give, put it out to the masses. So, yes, they have to let, you know, hacks are going to happen. Mm-hmm. Hacks are going to happen. But those are also opportunities to improve the system and to educate people on what you need to do to make sure you don't get hacked. Now, personally, if I had $2 million in NFTs, I wouldn't have, none, I wouldn't have them on an exchange or one of those platforms. But, again, hackers are really good at what they do. You know, So if they want to hack you and they're spending the enough time and yeah. they can find information about you and find a backdoor into your systems, there's probably a good likelihood you'll probably get You know.
0: Quite a question for, um, st- when it comes to staking, um, do you have to, you have to step, stake those on the exchange, right? There's no way to do that offline or anything like right. that, right? Okay.
1: All right. right. Yeah, say. and with staking, it's, it's, it, can be, it, can be, uh, it can be somewhat dangerous because some of the exchanges that, there was an exchange that recently got hacked that was where people were staking their cryptocurrency and <laughs> someone just did a rug pull and stole it all. But I think that's why it's, and they're, keep in mind, no regulations. So who are you gonna call? You can call the exchange and say, hey, I need my money. You can you call Ghostbusters. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you, you already probably agreed when you agreed to use that exchange, the fine print. You know, there's only certain things you're going to be able to do to get your money back. If it's gone, it's gone. You know, maybe they can recover it if they're legit and they can legally recover it. Yeah, if they can see the transactions on the blockchain. That's kind of like why you want
0: to go with the ones that have like the biggest, well, uh, uh, support group, I guess you would say, like people, like there's more people in it. Yeah, that. When they see something like that that's going on, they're yeah, like, hey, that's not right. They're not going to let stuff right.
1: happen. Like, yeah. let have stuff, yeah. stuff happen because they understand the that righteousness if, you start, people. if that happens, people pull their assets the, out. And now the they can't. They, how are they going to make money? You know, Because right. they've lost, yeah, like you said, their hmm. credibility is no longer there. So it's important to them that they maintain secure systems. You know, so Because as we move forward and it becomes more mainstream, more people are going to be buying digital assets and want to... Get a return on ins- on their investment by loaning them into the ecosystem because they have to circulate just like money does in the ecosystem for for them to, be, to for them to be used and then used more and then to generate more income. You know, as sure. people, you know, as people are staking them for decentralized finance platforms for loans or you know uh, collateral to get. Other assets out because you own. Let's say you own Bitcoin. You want you want a loan to buy a house. You'll be able to do that at some point without going through a bank or a credit check. I mean that's one of the powerful powerful things about cryptocurrency and decentralized finance.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you said smoke screens earlier. Um, let's talk about let's talk about because I know let's talk about some countries their relationships with. Because it's, it's, it's real interesting the way that certain places, their relationship with cryptocurrency early on, as they adopted early. I just have some names written down here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, when you said smokescreen, I was like, immediately I was like, China, in a sense. Um, the only reason I say China is because they went through, um, I mean, well, they, there's the whole Evergrande thing, which is kind of tied to the whole economy, the whole world economy, which is also tied to crypto, but then, like, because of what they were doing with that, some or another, they, they, um, they ended up banning crypto, essentially like that. And which is funny because, um, you know, Bitcoin took a hit early on, but then all of a sudden it started to go up. And now we're at the spot now where it's kind of like, it, I don't want to say tanking because it's not going to really just go away, go away. But you have, um, you have China. Yeah, China is a big world power. And they said no, we're not doing cryptocurrency. But they're not really saying that, right? I feel like it's more so for a we're not official with it. So don't
2: get don't get so caught up on the fact that hey, America is, has people doing da 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 da. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's valid over here. Let's just say uh, Russia. They 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 mess with it. For example, it's like I don't know, but like China, they're kind of like no, it's it's not valid here. But I feel like how America could possibly be like with XRP, like, oh, uh, there's a lawsuit against it, blah, 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 makes it seem like it's a bad thing, and the background's more so like a, okay, let us know what the whole unfold of this is more so so they know how it works. So if anybody can benefit the most out of it, it's going to be them, and then others can get whatever they put into it. But I feel like the government, if they are a part of XRP and have something to do with that, they want to make sure they're getting their share first, more so before anybody of like just the oh for sure the community is so Which back is, to China. I feel like they kind of probably might put it out there like so it seems like okay it's going global. China's not doing anything with crypto. Like you can you can probably have crypto in China, but like using it in certain stores for a transaction and everything like that. That's probably a no, but um, but there's definitely something probably going on in the background where they're trying to like. There's people working on it, like, okay, how can we put this into our system of people shopping yeah. or, like, living, or how can this go with real estate or uh, anything else where we can use crypto to benefit from it more so than cash that's devaluating, you know? Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> By the hour. I have two points. One, um, China,
1: anything they do, in, in my opinion, is a smokescreen the reason why the reason I say that is because one they control they control the people they control the money right they can do whatever they want so the first thing they did was they banned mining of cryptocurrency right so when they when they banned uh, the mining I think it was one of those things to uh, delegitimize cryptocurrency globally so other people looking at China going like well they don't want anything to do with cryptocurrency right you know, you know, and then you start thinking to yourself, well, maybe cryptocurrency is bad for their for their country and their economy, right? But at mm-hmm. the same time, they have a digital yuan. So if they have a digital yuan, they have a central bank digital currency. What's that for, right? right. So you, I mean, if they have a digital uh, a central bank digital currency, and they're passing them out, they're passing the that digital yuan out to people that are coming into China for the Olympics right now, what are they doing?
0: And they're marketing. They're seeing, they're seeing it into the world yeah. economy, right? They're going to say, yeah. hey,
1: take this back. So you don't have to use Bitcoin. You can use the digital yuan to purchase things. So let's say um, who manufactures most of the products globally?
0: China. Okay. I think it's China.
1: So, okay, so now... If not Thailand if or something like that, they it's They have a digital, <laughs> digital currency, <laughs> and they produce mass-produced products. They have probably the, the biggest website for buying products online, Alibaba, bigger than Amazon. Why You can go on Alibaba and buy whatever you want. You could take your dollar, you can transfer it into the digital wand using a bridge currency,
0: mm-hmm.
1: like XRP, for example, <laughs> and you could buy whatever you want using the digital one as 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 your currency, you could take your your money from a dollar or whatever a euro transfer it to a want or wand to the to the dollar or euro and then and then buy their products so i think I think with China, everything they do has is 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 covert and they 're very slick their 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 thing is world domination you know they're a superpower they 're the next superpower because they have one, they have all the people. <laughs> Two, they, got, they, they own a lot of the U.S.'s debt. Yeah. The U.S. is $30 trillion in debt. So it's, it's like playing chess, right? And the powers that be in our country will pretend like they don't know what's going on. They know what's going on. They just can't do anything about it because they don't have any leaders, leaders that are going to stand up against China because, you know, this might be a little off topic but if you look at our country we're moving to more towards socialist communist uh policies anyways <laughs> so we're embracing their policies in our country so the last person to stand up to them was you know the former president nobody liked him so why would they like his policies that are pro pro-america so when you think about china and cryptocurrency they're, they banned it for the people because the people can't have specific power to empower themselves outside of the government control. That's what cryptocurrency gives, especially like Bitcoin. Okay. So you can't have Bitcoin as legal tender in China because then you're taking power away from the government. And mm-hmm. their government ain't giving up no power, period. So, so in my estimation, what they do in China is all smoke screens, smoke and mirrors, chess game. Yeah. They're they're playing on another level that a lot of a lot of other people, a lot of people, aren't really willing to see because, you know, maybe they just think that everything's hunky dory and it's not it's not a, it's not a war. We're at war constantly, for control and power. Oh, for
0: sure. You yeah. know,
1: so it's about control and power. Yeah. You
2: know. To piggyback off of what you said about how, uh, if they were to let it be, valid in China, basically, like like if it was live in China, like sure, our people can invest in. Bitcoin, Ethereum, they can do NFTs and stuff like that. Same way how thirteen year olds, twelve year olds are making four million off of a collection, mm-hmm. and their kids that are just having fun, like making four million dollars in a couple of months. It's like people are doing that in China, how you're saying, like it's gonna take it first. It's gonna take the power away from their uh, government, but not only that, it's like how they're so dominant and everything like that, and so strict over there, like yeah, you can't have just average people getting rich, yeah, like and <laughs> yeah, just running around China, doing whatever they want, talking
1: too much, because then they're because then you have... China's like power. this, China's
2: like that. And then we no yeah, one... not no. They, that, that's that's going to mess up everything. People thing,
0: start so. disappearing. <laughs> <It's> killed. <laughs> <laughs> well, and so you, you said in relation, you said we're starting to adopt some of their policies and whatnot, it looks like. Because um, it's also interesting because it seems like... All right, let's just transition. The U.S. and its relationship with cryptocurrency. Um, and it seems like that they're trying to put a stop hold... Well, let, let's just say... Uh, there, there there is a lawsuit. That's the fact of the matter. We don't let's let's just let's just take all the other emotion up out of it, right? There's a lawsuit that's in place. But the lawsuit right now is stifling innovation in a way. Um, almost to a sense like it seems like that they realize what China was doing. Right, in a sense, or whoever was doing it or whatever. And it was like, no, like, we need to figure out, we need to be able to catch up to what's going on already. Uh-huh. Right. Um, yeah, what, I mean, what exactly is going on right now? I <laughs> do oh, no, But what you just said <laughs> kind of made question. me think, like,
2: just a random possibility, but like, how America's in debt to China, like, maybe they're for uh, everything going on, the whole like crypto, NFTs, and stuff. Maybe they're trying to get into it themselves or find out how they can, like, make money off of it because if a 12-year-old can make $4 million in, like, three months, two months, I'm pretty sure the government can put way more money into that to try to raise some of their debt from China. So who knows if that's why they're into it.
0: It it almost doesn't even matter,
2: right? I mean, I don't know. But I'm just saying, like, it could be a possibility. Uh, It seems kind of interesting in my my point, or in my view, I guess, Uh, because, like, if I'm in debt to somebody, they're not with crypto, but I'm not necessarily marketing like, hey, crypto, crypto, crypto for America, but just more so like, it's for the people. We don't care over here. like. But then the governments also, if they have anything to do with the SEC and uh, Ripple specifically, what are they necessarily planning to do with that? Obviously, there's going to be money behind it. Crypto is money, but like, are they just doing it for money? Is it to regulate control over the people in the future is that why they want to get a part of it is it so they have a say uh i don't know if i said control but uh, like what's what what is the whole importance of the government getting involved more so than the people the, like the daily people Which that I, walk on the street. i streets? can
1: tell you why you know i have my own theory um i may be wrong about it but i doubt
0: i, it. I doubt it <laughs> <laughs> i know i, I, I know I, that one <laughs> um
1: <laughs> so the with u s United States and china the u s basically has create has created a lot of the technology that exists in the world and what what happened is the is the people in power have sold out america the people in power have sold out America, and the way they did it is they took the technology by first, if you notice how a lot of America's jobs, manufacturing, crew, America was known for you know, steel, cars, everything. We made everything globally, right? I mean, we might have stole a lot of that technology also, but it was all centralized here in the, in the U.S., right? As, as the U.S. hit its peak, you know, with the industrial revolution, and then it start it started going downwards after they took the dollar off the gold standard, right? Because they gave they took the power away from the people and they gave it to the central banks. When they gave the money the power to the central banks, it enabled the central banks to to print money at will, right? And when they print money at will, they have the ability to control policy and people that they put in power to push their policies ahead and to, to uplift the corporations, right? And this this is all all part of the big the big picture. Mm-hmm. Because of because of those policies and the power they had, they were able to to guide society in a specific way in terms of, you know, we're gonna print we're gonna print our money into we're gonna print into infinity to devalue the currency to collapse the current system. And they were in process of doing that until the, the you know Cerveza sickness hit. And when that happened, it gave more incentive to speed it up because America, America was dead economically in 2008 to 2009 when the first financial collapse. That's when they should have flipped the switch. And the, all the big corporations that failed, they need to let them fail and so you could start over. But instead, they, allowed, they kicked the can down the road and allowed the... Um, The national debt to balloon and the reason they allow the national debt to balloon is because they were so far in debt they there's no way back right so the people in power see that the the future of of um consumers is in china not in the u.s they've got billions of people we only have 300 million right so Mm -hmm. our consumer buying power is is disappearing right because one we're broke you can you can only borrow so much money, but you still get you. Get, at some point, you gotta pay people back, and if you don't got the ability to pay people back, you they don't need you anymore, right? Mm-hmm. So, so because of that, you have an old financial system that's dead, and now you you need to move it over into the new financial system that's based on blockchain cryptocurrency, and that system is is more control for the people. Who run the world and those people that run the world have decided that China is the, is going to be the next superpower right because one they have all the consumers and they've already got away from the petrodollar with with with, with Russia so they don't need the US anymore and the cryptocurrencies the control matrix is a new financial system you know if you build everything on a new financial system now you can control the people because you control the money so that's my theory on China and the U.S. when it comes to the, the, how cryptocurrency is going to be used. And the U.S. cryptocurrency is going to be used to spy on the citizens and have full control over who gets what. You're going to have the two classes. You're going to have the rich people and you're going to have poor. Poor people are going to get universal basic income via cryptocurrency. Rich people are already rich. They just fall into the system, and give they shoes. just have <laughs> more freedoms. Yeah, they get richer. And then China's people come out of poverty because now they can be airdrop-free money, and they become the consumers, and they buy all the goods that they're making in China. So there's a flip-flop just in, in power, you know, from the, the West being in control to now the East being in control because it's their time. The U.S. had its time. And we blew it because we gave away, the people have given away their power to the corporations and the government and they basically put us in a position financially where there's no way back. You know, no one's checked them. No one's checked our, our Federal Reserve. So they've been able to just print money, $30 trillion in debt, you know, uh, predatory loans on your own people, you know, okay, so we can give you, you know, $100,000 to go to school and get a degree where you ain't going to make 100000 a year, but we ain't going to give you $20,000 to start your own business. So right there, you can see the system's broken. So, I guess my point in the end is buy as much cryptocurrency as you can. <laughs> period. Because if you don't, if you don't do it, you're just going to become a victim of the of the old. Because you're just going to go from the old system being poor into the new system being poor.
2: That's something I wanted to uh, kind of touch on that I wasn't even really thinking about, but I had thoughts on like just this past week, like like people that are really just like they hear about crypto. Yeah, I know what Bitcoin is. I'll get to it soon, and like. It's one thing if you don't have them, but you at least educate yourself on it. But, like, you're hearing people like, bro, you got to, like, at least, like, know what this is about. Even if you don't want to be a part of it, which you're going to want to. But, like, people are just like, yeah, yeah, and then push it off and whatever. It's like, those can be people that have money or at least, not. I wouldn't even say, like, are rich. But just, like, you can be middle class or low class. And this is, like, your opportunity, basically. Yeah, but,
1: but the thing about it is we live in the United States, which is the most prosperous country in the world. You know, in terms of the visual <laughs> you know if you look at it we're doing fantastic but everyone's broke right mm-hmm. so we're not rich but we have as much food as we want as much sex as we want as much visual stimulation as we want nice cars place to live roof overhead people you know <laughs> there are people out here starving now you see a lot of homeless people but that uh, that should be an indi- yeah, indicator to tell you that something's wrong it's a good indicator to tell you the society's bro- broken you know, if you look at the home structure, divorce rates, you know, kids on the street, you know, death, murder, maiming, whatever. It's society in the, is broken, and it's that's a microcosm of the financial system because and the the power structure. Because if you have a leader that it's that's broken, you have a society that's broken. It's like going into a house. If dad's an alcoholic kids probably ain't going to be the most stable kids. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That's just, that's just the real world. But, a lot of people don't see it because they're, they're being continuously lied to and, you know, tricked to, like, look over here. You know, hey, look at, look at, watch this music video. Oh, what a nice house. Watch this show for, for years on end, you know. And then you turn around, you ain't, you're and you're
0: broke. Well, it's, and, you know, all that stuff, um, just in general, is uh, there's a lot of things that go on. So the reasons why people don't get into cryptocurrency is because they've seen, you know, they're, people don't do their own research anymore, almost. Uh, we don't do... They uh, wait for it to be told to them almost. Well, no, I mean, they, well, and what they're being told is, I mean, again, they're being told that the SEC is suing Ripple. They're being told that NFTs are being stolen they're being told that bitcoin is i bro every i i get updates on my phone because my bitcoin that i have is in um is in uh Apple. satoshis no oh, no, no uh, uh, cash app oh, oh,
1: okay i get cash App yeah.
0: that's how i get my and every single time it goes up five percent or down five percent i get an update now i get five I've, the last few weeks i don't know if y'all been looking no, but I get I've been seeing same you getting, way. you didn't like them, bro. Every two, every uh, t- one day, down five percent, and then I get another one down five percent in the same. Day. I'm like, okay, okay, that's weird. And but like, but also, I you know, I'm here with you guys. We talk about this. We know about this stuff and whatnot, right? So I'm, I'm like, okay, cool. I'm not even going really look at that. But someone who's new to the game or someone who's already like fifty percent, like, and. Because already there's there's this the, – the the narratives around it, it's just not good. Even when you talk to somebody about it. It's like, like the crypto. news. It's like, oh, oh man, this man's going to talk to me about some damn crypto. It's like, okay. Not like-
2: crypto, I'm just saying, like, like, when I say it's like the news, like the, the how they're putting the bad news out about it, I'm not yeah. saying hide that something got hacked. Like, you obviously want to know that it's possible and, like, be aware. But, like, I feel like there's a lot of good – definitely a lot of good potential in crypto. But, like, the people that are, like, kind of scared to get into it are the people I've probably seen – Oh, this one dropped and this person lost this much money and it they're gives like, you an oh, out. Shit, like... it, gives,
0: it gives you a way to opt out yeah it, it gives it gives you a way to, because it's your excuse almost because cash is still king right now mm-hmm. like you know still the main thing it, it gives people an option to, to opt out because it's what they already know yeah it's, and it's just what it is yeah it's
1: uh its it plays on human nature right
0: because because
1: right. when you have fear, you have uncertainty you have uncertainty you have doubt about whatever it is so that's you know in in uh in an investing space they call it FUD fear uncertainty and doubt and you hear you you get a lot of FUD from the media you know and the media is designed to direct your thoughts and attention away from your best interest right so whenever your best interest is presented to you in the media um that would probably mean that there's no longer a media controlled by, you know, six corporations, right? Yeah. We'll so will see and, when that happens. But in the, in the reality that we live in, everything that we see on television is designed to confuse us, you know, to keep us away from the truth. And the truth is, you know, out there, you just have to, like you were saying, Calvin, you have to do your own research. You have to read and you have to follow the breadcrumbs. And because there's plenty of resources out there, you know, uh, Neo Standard being one of them. <laughs> <laughs> <Yo. laughs> Shout out by the way. You know, YouTube is one of them. Instagram is one of them. TikTok is one of them. Twitter. Twitter, books, the internet. There's a lot of information out there that's gonna tell you that if you if you wanna know what cryptocurrency is, you can pick up a book. You can go online and read about it, and you'll learn a lot. You just can't expect someone to tell you what the truth is because. If it's coming from a specific outlet, most likely it's not going to be the the full truth. It, it'll be, you know, leaned in a certain way to have you think that, hey, if I buy this, I might get rich. Because, you know, I know people who have invested in some meme coins because someone else did and made money. And they came in on the tail end when that person had already taken their... Um, you know, taking whatever money their their profits, right? And they they bought at the wrong time. They bought at the at the top. So you know.
0: So then let's let's because I digress a little bit, but because the question was like, what's going on with the USA and the SEC? Like what? Like there's so much info again. So much information. You see that you see that a crypto company is in a lawsuit with the right. US, right? China's banned crypto, right? It's not looking good, but like, what's actually going on right now?
1: Okay, in my opinion, it's um, pre pre clarity before there's clarity on what crypto is.
0: Like. Well, actually, let's not even start. Let's not even start with opinion. Let's just go with what what's actually going on. Okay, so
1: like literally so the facts first. <laughs> the SEC is, is suing Ripple, mm-hmm. saying that they are, they that XRP is an unregistered security, right? Right. So, um, the United States says XRP is a unregistered security. The rest of the globe says it's a currency. The rest of the globe is using it as if it's a currency, as a bridge to move value from one place to another. Right? Right. And that's what globally is being done. And because they they're able to do that, they're continuing to take on more clients as economy struggle because of things like covid and supply chain issues
0: right
1: you know so if the us sees it as a security and the rest of the world doesn't what does that tell you it's probably more likely that it's not a security now but maybe it was when it was initially issued so that's kind of what's going on and because of that it's going to either put the us in a position where they have to could uh, say it is a security or it is a currency. And once they determine that, then there's utility, excuse me, then there is uh, a, what am I, regulatory clarity for the rest of crypto, right? Because then they can go down and say, okay, well, this this cryptocurrency does this, Oh, it's a currency? Okay, well, this one does the same thing. Oh, so that's a currency, too. So now it sets the regulations for cryptocurrency, and now it can become more adopted freely because companies or organizations can come and say, okay, well, XRP is a security, or it's a security, so now we have to trade it on the stock market, right? And accredited investors are the only people that can really own it, right? And Or XRP is a currency. Okay, now companies can come and use it as a currency globally without any backlash from the SEC, especially if you're in the U.S. If you're in the U.S. in their company and you need a a bridge currency and XRP does that, you can't use it right now because it's under litigation. So anything you do, they can potentially come after you. So that creates all those problems, legal problems, for companies. So once the regulations are set and this lawsuit goes away and XRP receives its designation, then they can move on to the next crypto or the next decentralized platform or company... And then it'll give more regulatory clarity. And that's what we're waiting for because now we're in a big casino where everything's kind of up in the air and it's all speculation and people are investing right. their money, you know, hoping to get rich because, you know, maybe the news says this or a celebrity says this about a token,
0: you know. Nothing is more important than doing your own research. Right. I feel I just, I mean, just in general. And, and you know, that when, from, you know, finding sources and comparing them you know i think just in general i think people that you know you can't just take one source of news for what it is yeah like the first thing you see like oh this is what it is like and not even from the first country i mean it's like it's it's funny i had a guy that um when i was living in florida he asked me. he was like was older than me at the time he asked me and uh the, the, the girl i was seeing at the time he was like hey um where do you guys get your news from? I'm like 21 years old. I'm like, I no, don't like Instagram, Twitter. I don't like CNN like that. I don't watch the news, but he was like, oh man, that's like crazy. You might want to think about it because when something happens, however many countries, however many people, however many continents, there's that, that's how many different viewpoints there are on that one thing. Yeah,
1: that's a good point.
0: Um, and it's important to i mean at least you know looking in with like the like the major powers that are going on to so you know US China Russia um i feel like India's got to be at the table uh somehow i feel like uh you know the you know European unions in the, in the talks are like that um that they'll kind of show you how the world is going to go mm. and if there's a there's a few groups that are saying one thing, but yeah. then like, you know, yeah, majority's I, not always right, but
1: yeah, just to just p- piggyback off your comment there about c- viewpoints and information coming and you know depending on who's giving you the information how it's different. So for example, um, India was like we're banning cryptocurrency. Oh, they banned day, it one day. Yeah, they're banning it. They've done it a couple times over the last. I've like, seen that year then now they're like we're not banning cryptocurrency china's we're banning cryptocurrency but we're not banning cryptocurrency you know so a lot of times it kind of goes back to what you're saying you know you have to really do your own research because you have to look at what china what china's doing with cryptocurrency in the country like if they come out in the news and they say they're banning cryptocurrency you haven't done any research you're going to believe they're banning cryptocurrency but if you go on for example coin market cap yeah, or yeah. you go. Excuse me. Coin, if you go on Coin Telegraph, which is a really good resource for cryptocurrency information globally, that's coming to one place for people who are invested in crypto and interested in cryptocurrency. And you, it'll tell you what's going on globally. The information is there. You can read it for yourself. From there, they'll tell you. Okay, well, this company or this institution in this country is doing this with blockchain technology, okay? So if they're doing something with blockchain technology in this country, how are they banning cryptocurrency, okay? Or why are they banning it, I guess would be the bigger question. Why are they banning it?
0: Because it's just technology at the end of the day. Right. It's just, it literally is just tech. It's not It's a foreign tech to certain people. It's, right.
1: It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a power play. It's like a chess move, yeah. right? It's like, we, we, we have a bigger we have a bigger uh, goal, and by us releasing information and news about it at certain times, it moves our agenda in a specific way. You know, maybe it's not crypto, but it's a, it's a you know, like I mentioned before, we're banning cryptocurrency, but we have a digital yuan. We have a digital token.
0: Right. How right. are you
1: banning cryptocurrency? Well, you know,
0: it, so, so again, real quick, um, you know, you plot on the... Cloud on the downfall you see the other stuff coming up. I asked you about China and Russia earlier. I oh, I asked you about Russia earlier as right. far as like um, you know what is their relationship with cryptocurrency. But you didn't you said like you didn't really give me a cryptocurrency answer. You gave you were talking about the petrodollar. So right. what was
1: So what is what what is China China and Russia's relationship with crypto? No, well
0: mostly just Russia. I just want to know Ru- Russia's.
1: Well, well they're they're intertwined. Right, that's the hard part. Is like they're they're moving lockstep together to create their own um, ecosystem for trade. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And because of that, they're using central bank digital currencies. Matter of fact, I saw a story yesterday that said Russia has a central bank digital currency that they're creating. Now China already has one. Russia already has one. They've moved away from a the petrodollar. dollar. They're going to settle in euros, and then they're going to do cross-border payments using their digital currency. So they they already have a relationship there. Now, I don't know enough about the Russia, what the digital ruble is, because I there's from what I've seen, there's no information. I haven't looked it up. But I'm assuming is they're going to have a CBDC. It's going to be a digital ruble, you know. I see, man. And there's actually a, a site you can go to that shows you which countries... Um, have a central bank digital currency and where they are in its um, inception. You know, whether they already have one, it's in the trial phase, or they're talking about it. You know, I can't recall. Russia it accelerates
0: is. CBDC efforts as U.S.-EU ponder switch ban of Russian banks.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, for example, that to that point right there. So, Russia's talking about going into the Ukraine, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just. Yeah, man. So, yeah. in the yeah.
1: past... The U.S. the United Nations would get together and say, "Hey, we're going to sanction Russia because they're they're moving against this you know independent country, right? Which is not, but I don't think it is. So they would sanction them. They use the Swift system. Well, if Russia's going to a central bank's digital currency, how can you how can you sanction them if they're not using the old system? You can't. Yeah. So they don't. So yes. So so wow. The power structure changes now because of cryptocurrency you know and now because they don't have to use the swift system they can trade with one another they can trade with other countries using the cbdc without an intermediary who's the who's the un right or any country using the swift system but but at the same time if you look at the, the system that they're building it's interoperable and everyone's agreed upon it even the u.s so right. so is this all some game or what
0: Is it a game, Nate? I don't know, bro. It is a game. (laughs) No, no, no. It definitely is a game. It's a game. It's political theater. You know, yeah. and there's
1: always casualties in political theater, and it may be a country getting bombed, but you have to have a country getting bombed to justify making more weapons and to have divisiveness between one, one side or the other, whether it's in your government or the other government. That's just the way this world works. Right. You know, but then there's always been a struggle for resources and power, you know, and whenever there's a struggle for resources and power, there's always innocent victims. And at the end of the day, you still got to have those innocent victims. It's unfortunate, but they lose. You know, and as people that fact that we can't all come together, which I don't think we've ever we've ever come together, at least Never. in our lifetimes. Never. You know, unless it's <laughs> fighting against aliens on T V or a movie son. or something like that.
2: What else do we have to do? That's better.
1: Right. <laughs> but yeah, I guess I don't did that kinda
0: Oh, answer my question. I you know, man, you know, hey man, it's a podcast. I'm I'm trying to pull some stuff out of you so right. yeah like I, we, we we talk about all this stuff uh, of, of course ahead of time guys but you know um you know to make sure that you guys are getting something out of it um it's it's but it's just really interesting just to like figure out because you're right it's like the things that you see in the news you know um when i my and it's funny my basketball coach was also my history co- my ap history coach he's one of the best teachers i've ever had um told me that, like, you know, you can always break things down in in world government or just world politics. You, um, moves are either made because of economic, social, or political reasons, mm-hmm. right? Um, and when you look at it from that type of lens, um, you know, people can say that, you know, you get into conspiracy theories and this, that, and the other, and whatnot, too, but there's some real stuff that if you're actually, like, paying attention, if you're looking and you, yeah, the right time, right place, right time. You know, you can make a come up of a certain things.
1: Yeah, you mm-hmm. can put the right. pieces together. I mean, if you're willing to stick, take a step back and look at the big picture yeah. and without, you know, maybe a biased point of view, you know, or you might have your own political ideas, which maybe I, those are included anyways. But I mean, But at yeah. least it gives you – you can get a helicopter view of what's going on if you understand that, okay, well – that doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense. But why would they do that? You know. And then obviously you're still putting together, you know, theories that, <laughs> you know, can you prove them? Maybe not. But right. if you, if you get around, uh, people who think the same way or are willing to critically think through things, and maybe you talk to somebody in Russia, who can look at the situation from there versus someone in China and then someone in some of the U.S. and you sit them down at the table, they might all come to similar agreement, you know? Whether they d- like or dislike the other person, but if, willing, if they're willing to talk about it and be open to what's going on behind the scenes because they've maybe done some research, they might be able to enlighten each other.
0: I think we're at a good time right now, guys, to be honest. You guys have any closing remarks at all?
1: Yeah. Um, we, we did We did talk about... Uh, We didn't really get a chance to go into DeFi, which I think is something that we could really talk about a little bit more because I think it's going to have a huge role uh, to play uh, in freeing people from um, the current economic system in terms of, like, being able to own digital assets and then being able to uh, function outside of the current system. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, so... Yeah, I'm looking really looking forward to talking about that. That's probably
0: going to be on our next episode. Yeah, we can't get to everything, in one night, guys, it's a lot of information. We get excited. It's cool stuff. But once again, I didn't, I didn't give them a shout out at the beginning. Um, but thank you again to Rain Incubator for letting us use your facility. Um, and then once again, this is Neo Standard. I'm Kelvin Penn. But Lori Howard, I'm Daniel Veal. <laughs> See you guys on the next one.
1: All right. Thanks. Ooh. Later.